Creative Brain Candy by Creators for Creators. You're listening to Simply Stogies, a monthly podcast dedicated to the cigar enthusiast. Light up a stogie, sit back and relax while James brings you along on his journey as a new cigar smoker. Simply Stogies will review cigars, discuss topics that cigar aficionados find important, and will probably learn a few things along the way. Now, here's your host of Simply Stogies, James. Welcome to Simply Stogies. I am your host, James. This episode is a special episode uh, as we welcome Robin Blue to the program. Robin, welcome. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, I'm very excited to get to talk to you, get to know you, uh, some of your products. She is the uh, owner, founder, CEO, creator uh, behind uh, Blue Smoke ATL. Yes. (laughs) So we will talk about uh, that endeavor. We'll talk about her cigar journey. And we'll find out a little bit more about Robin here in just a minute. But before we get to that, I want to remind you to go to creativebraincandy.com and check out all of the great podcasts that we have there and streamers, including streamers like Captain Nil Skill. If you're into video games, you like to watch video games on Twitch, check out Captain Nil Skill, uh, creativebraincandy.com on Twitch at Captain Nil Skill. Uh, and we are still looking for a couple of podcasters. If you are interested in becoming a podcaster for Bad Gamers Anonymous, if you are a video gamer and you enjoy playing video games and you think you have something uh, that people would like to listen to, let us know. CreativeBrainCandy.com. Click the apply button at the top and uh, maybe you too can join the Creative Brain Candy family. All right. And now that all of that is out of the way and my shilling is done, Robin, welcome to the program. I'm excited to talk to you. I'm excited to talk to you as well. So... Let's talk about what Blue Smoke ATL is. Now, the ATL stands for Atlanta, obviously, if you're not in the know. But what is Blue Smoke ATL? Blue Smoke ATL is a cigar accessory company that offers cigar pokers and other awesome things. And um, those awesome things could be things like whiskey cubes, silver and gold, a black um, matte flask, and just some other things that I've curated that I think are just awesome. And, you know, cigar pokers and cigar pokers, for most of you may know, are used at the end of your cigar when your cigar is close to your lips or close to burning your hands or you're using it as a draw poker if your cigar is tight. So, you know, Blue Smoke ATL, one, you know, I love the color blue, so that's why it's called Blue Smoke. I mean, of course, we're smoking. And as you mentioned earlier, I live in Atlanta. So Blue Smoke ATL is why I named it. There you go. So how did you get into... Cigar smoking, because typically, and we've talked about this on, on this show before, on this program, typically the stereotype is old white dudes smoking cigars. Like that's always been the stereotype. And that seems to be changing for the better, right? It's more diverse now. How did you get into the hobby? Well, you know, I was going to the Caribbean with my brother and, you know, back then you could get any kind of cigar in the Caribbean. And so I was smoking those cigarillos thinking I was doing it. I was like, I'm in the Caribbean. I'm smoking cigars. Yes. (laughs) And so my brother was looking at me like, "Mm, not so much. And so, you know, I started there. And then I think, you know, with my cigar journey, 
as you smoke more, you want to do more. And so, you know, when you're smoking the cigarellos in the Caribbean, then you kind of, I never, I never did flavored because I never really liked flavored cigars, but I kind of went from the cigarellos to, you know, the petite robustos and then, you know, kind of went up. Then I, you know, I had my Perdomo blonde champagne run. <laughs> <laughs> I think we've all been there. Building. I did that for a while, you know, thinking I was really doing it. So, you know, I've kind of just started off and then I just started getting into it more and more. And my brother really helped me, you know, expand my palate. You know, he was a huge, my father's um, smoker. So I smoked all of the Las Antillas. I went to, you know, all of the, the my father's that they had. I mean, my father's is, is, you know, a really great brand. So I think it just had a lot of options within the, my father's, you know, offering to really kind of get in there and feel my way around. And you know, just went from there. And I really was never a big Cuban smoker because I really didn't have access to Cubans. But I will tell you, Cubans are really, I'm just going to be honest with you, those Trinidad, those boulevards, they're everything. And I, you know, was like, oh, I'm not into Cubans. (laughs) I want to take that back for everybody I told that to (laughs) because I want you to know those Trinidads and boulevards are everything. So my palate has really grown and I would really attribute a lot of that to my brother and to, you know, just the knowledge of wanting to understand and know more about what I'm smoking. So how long have you been smoking now? I've been smoking for 15 years and seriously for 10. So I'm definitely a sister of the leaf. And, you know, all of my girlfriends, you know, we smoke. So it's um, it's pretty cool. Did you have to get them into the hobby? Did you kind of bring them in? No. Mm-mm. You know, I won't say that I don't have friends that are not smokers. Um, <laughs> right. You know, I just think that when you smoke, you tend to befriend people that are in the smoking lounges. And if you see women that are in there that are already smoking, they're like, hey, are you coming tomorrow and stuff like that. So I just met a a good group of ladies who just were naturally already smokers. And so I would say, and I hate to say this, probably 75% of my friends smoke. So it it makes things a lot easier. I don't know if I would hate to say that, that 75% of (laughs) friends smoke. I'd be like, you're a, you're a non-smoker hater. No, it's not that. It's just when you go to cigar lounges, most of the people in there do smoke. I don't know that I would go to a cigar lounge if I didn't smoke. I just don't know that I would do that. No, pro- prob- I, probably not. That might, that might be a little, a little odd. So you've been in the hobby seriously for 10 years. What's the first cigar, besides the Cigarellos, let's take the Cigarellos there, the first real cigar with a larger Vitola where you were like, yep, this is it. This is, I want to continue to do this. I will say there's a couple there. You know, my father is probably was the brand that got me really into smoking. And there's a brand that my father's makes called, no, I guess it's Nobles, Nobles. Mm-hmm. That's actually, I think, packaged by Ashton. That was one of the ones I was like, man, this is really, really good. And I think that I like to kind of go deep into a brand like Alec Bradley. I like the Pensado, you know, so I think it was that kind of palette for me that kind of made me really feel comfortable around smoking those particular ones. I think sometimes when you're trying to figure out where you want to go, what you don't want is a bad cigar because you're like, God, man, that just wasn't the same as, you know, when I just smoked. And you're kind of like, you don't want to try anything new because you know that my father's Alec Bradley you know, the Perdomo, the La Florida Dominicana, the Andalus Bull, all of those cigars are like, you know, or, you know, Olive Melania, you know, those are like killers, Encore, you know, whatever. So you're like, I don't even want to try anything else because you know, and you know, that those are just, you know, those are everything. And so I think for me, I've really just been on this journey to try different things, even though I know those are kind of like my go-to. I mean, if you ask what my favorite one was, I would tell you the Andalus Bull, hands down, it's my favorite. I know, I don't have three hours typically to sit down and smoke that. But when I do, 
Yeah, that's a fantastic cigar. So you bring up an interesting point because a lot of folks, especially a lot of older folks, and I say that uh, because I'm old, they typically smoke the same thing. And they, they've, they always go to that one cigar and it's always that one cigar and it's the only cigar in their humidor. But the younger folks seem to like variety. They like to try new things. Is it just a general generational thing or is it just that we're now living in a time where it's a great time to be a cigar smoker and when there's so many brands and anything that comes to market uh, in the U.S. market is quality and it, it it's going to find a, a an audience. Is it is it that? Is it a generational thing? Is it just, or, or is it just a, a nature of what we've got going on in the business? I mean, I think, you know, and I'm old school too. So I think with the older school people, you know, we've been down the cigar journey. So we've smoked, you know, cigars that people say, oh, you got to try this. This is amazing. Oh my God, this is it. And when you smoke, you're like, mm, I don't know if that's amazing. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, and it's like, everybody wants to recommend a cigar when you're smoking something you love. Like you need to try this. And, you know, instead of saying, hey, that's a good cigar, you know, and there's like, 14,000 boutique brands out there. So it's not saying that your cigar isn't a great cigar. It just, it's a preference to me for smoking. You like this particular note or you like this particular torpedo I mean, or robust or whatever you like. So I think a lot of it is that we've just smoked a lot of cigars. And so we've just kind of weeded out some of the stuff that we don't like. And I think the newer smokers, they haven't had that journey. So they're willing to try anything like, oh, I'll try this. I'll try that. And so for me, there's just some things, you know, with, you know, they have got cigars, um, Scanner now, we can scan, you know, the cigar and then figure out the notes and do all this other kind of stuff. You can just kind of figure out what you really like. So I think that's part of it. But I think with the resurgence of, it seems like every smoker wants their own different cigar. They want to go down right. to the Dominican Republic and they want to make their cigars. So there's just a resurgence of, you know, black cigar makers, people of color, everybody wants to make their own cigars. So there's just so much out there to try. And I think that in order to make sure your palate just really stays on point, you really owe it to yourself to kind of get outside of that. I mean, there's some stuff, I mean, if I'm in a humidor and I see that Andalusian bull, I mean, my eyes gonna light up and, you know, get teary eyed <laughs> 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 or that Valencia, you know, there's some things I'm just gonna be like, oh my God, don't tell me you have that in here because one, some of them are hard to find. And so when you do see it, you're like, oh my God, I really want to smoke that. Or it's that kind of night where you're like, I don't, I don't even want to try that because I really just want to smoke something I know is going to be amazing. And I think that just comes with years and years of smoking and that wanting that consistency of knowing that you're going to have an awesome smoke and you're not going to have issues, you know, trying to smoke it and not know if it's good or not. So I think it's, it's really, you know, we've tried and true. We've, we've been down that road and I just, I love a good smoke. I love a premium smoke. I mean, that's, that's my weakness for sure. You are very passionate about cigars and, and that that comes through. So I really want to, I want to switch gears here just a little bit. And I want to find out how blue smoke ATL came about, because obviously you have a passion for the hobby. Was this that you saw a need and you, you wanted to fill that need or are you a creative type? Like where did this, where did this come from? You know, it's really twofold. I'm a creative type. So I do things like sew, I reupholster, you know, I'm kind of like a closet hospitality person. People come over, I like to, you know, make sure that they're taking care of it. You know, that, that comes from my mom. And so, you know, I had seen, you know, cigar pokers, number sticks, you know, whatever you want to call them. There's, they've got, you know, identity crisis because they all, you know, cigar jewelry, whatever, whatever you want to name it, you right. know, whatever. And I had seen them and I had some, and, you know, my favorite color is blue. So when I saw blue one, I was just like, oh my God, this is a blue poker. It's, this is everything, you know? So 
Um, I think for me, because I'm an army brat, my, you know, my dad lived in, you know, it was in the military. I lived all over the world. I lived in Iran. I lived in Germany. I went to four different high schools, four different junior highs, four different elementaries. You know, my life growing up is probably a little bit different than most people's, not saying everyone, but just seeing all those different cultures. I wanted my pokers to really represent that type of, um, you know, creativity. And what I saw out on the marketplace, and I'm not saying that I've seen every poker because I'm sure there's pokers I've never seen, people I've, you know, competitors I've never even heard of. But what I saw just didn't have that level of diversity and didn't have the level to be able to customize anything that you want for the right, for the right price. Right. So, you know, it was really giving that and giving men more options. I think when I think of people who do pokers and not everyone, um, a lot of them are geared toward women. So a lot of the pokers are, are geared toward women. They're kind of blinged out. And so I really wanted to, to find a niche market for, for the men to be able to create pokers that men would feel comfortable wearing. Because, you know, my brother was like, you know, no self-respecting man would use a poker. You know, what, what kind of business are you trying to get into? When I first told him I was doing that, he was like, oh, no, 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 no. All the stuff I've taught you over the years, you have completely gone off the reservation. This is just not going to happen. And, you know, older brother, you're just like, wow, thank you your vote of confidence. Right. I appreciate you. Right. So it was, it was challenging. And I think it was challenging because I had the target audience that I wanted to get to my own brother who was saying, no, this is not a good idea. And I'm like, oh man, if I can convince him, I can, conv there's nothing anybody can tell me that I haven't heard from my brother. My brother has no filter. Right. <laughs> right. Zero. So, you know, he was, and so I really had to, you know, when I first started, I had to really, you know, deal with the fact that he was reviewing a lot of my designs and he's like, nope, I don't like it, hate it, you know, and I'm just like, oh my goodness, this is a lot. So I think initially it was to try to figure out if I could come up with a design that men would like. I'm not saying that I can't design for women because I'm a woman and that's to me an easier, it's a more easier transition for me to do. But I wanted to give men an option to say, it doesn't have to be blinged out. You know, it doesn't have to look feminine. It can look, you know, unisex because I think a lot of pokers are unisex and sometimes, you know, men like it, sometimes women like it. So I think to answer your question, I would be around the creativity, which I love to do creative things. Um, and the ability to, to hit an untapped market. Cause I don't feel that a lot of people who do what I do specifically target I me. Mean, I'm not saying that there's not some out there. I don't think there's a lot that do that. I think a lot of them target women specifically. No, I would, I would agree with that. And I'll be hundred percent honest. I, I'm not, I wasn't, let me, let me say it that way. I wasn't a poker guy. Like I was never the guy that would, if I was going to nub it, I'll burn my fingers on, <laughs> on the nub before I reach, uh, you know, before I reach right. for a poker and, and use that, I even like, so I have a perfect draw tool. I have one of, yep. I never, ever, ever use that as a poker. That just, it's not, it wasn't my thing. And when you reached out to me and we, and we talked a little bit on Instagram and then through email, uh, I ordered one of your pokers and my wife's like, Are you really? too many skulls. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She's like, Are you really going to use that? I'm like, Well, yeah, why not? Like, why would I not use it? I took it to the lounge this weekend. It's fantastically made. I want to get into that as well, but it's, it, it, it's, it's, it's got uh, enough weight, enough heft to it, but not, it's not overly heavy. And I, I pulled it out and, and Tim, who, those of you uh, who listen to the show, uh, follow our YouTube channel, know who Tim is. Tim looked at me. He's like, what, are, what, what is that? What are, <laughs> what are, what are you, what are you doing? What are you bringing in here? Right? right. And I'm like, no, dude, check it out. And he's like, oh, all right. That's kind of cool. I'm like, you, you're going to 
you want to buy one? He's like, no, I'm not, I'm not a poker guy, <laughs> but I loved it. I, cause I could literally nub it. And I didn't feel like you said, a lot of them are geared towards women. This wasn't, this has three skulls on it. One hang, dangling off on the, on the chain. It, it, it's got the black jewels on it, which I really, really dig. And looking at your website, you have a lot of things that are geared to men. A lot of things that are geared unisex and you have some things that are geared towards women. You can do custom uh, for the right price, and you can you can also do you have a you have a lot of um, for uh, fraternities and sororities that are geared towards them. Is there a reason behind doing the ones for fraternities and sororities? Were you in a sorority or? I'm actually a little sister to the Alpha Phi Alpha um, fraternity. No, it was really when I first started. It was really about what people asked me to do. Hey, do you have one for Alpha? Do you have one for Omega? Do you have one for Kappa? So it wasn't that I, you know, made an intentional decision to do it. I'm an Alpha Angel, and I thought that doing the Alpha one would be the easiest. That was the last one I finished because I felt so much pressure being a little sister to an organization. And I have a girlfriend who's a little sister, and she's like, I hate it. And I'm like, oh my God, you hate that. You know, she's an Alpha Angel. She goes, I don't like it. And I'm like, oh my God. You know, so I was like, well, no pressure. Right. You know, and then I would send it to different alphas, and they were like, and I'm like, oh my God, you know, I thought that the one that I was closest to would be easiest to do. It was actually though, I probably went through five revisions before I actually wow. got it right. And I send all of my fraternities and sororities to people who were in that sorority and fraternity to make sure that they're on board with it. So I really try to make sure that what I'm doing is, is on point as far as that they're okay with it, whether it be the Masons, whether it be Eastern Star um, and all the different things. So yeah, that was, that was kind of a tough one. So I don't necessarily, a lot of it's organic. Like the poker that you have was actually a custom poker that was designed by Les, who is actually in Ash Hole of um, Ohio. And so his, I think, is actually purple. And so he wanted, he loved skulls. And he actually had the three skulls. And I said, you know, Les, you need one more. And I said, it won't be too many skulls. And that's what we called it. So that actually is probably one of my uh, top sellers for men. So it was actually a collaboration between, you know, him and myself. And so I thought, you know, I'm going to put his name on the website to say, hey, thanks, Les, for, you know, your, for your help with designing this. Because if I see something really cool that's a collaboration or that somebody wants, I mean, I'll definitely, you know, put it out there if they don't mind. If they pay a lot of money for something custom, I don't put it on the website. I don't show it. People are like, oh, where's all that stuff? I mean, I have some of it out there on my website that I've just recently added. But I feel like if you buy something custom and you spend that kind of money, unless you show it, I don't really feel like it's right for me to just put it out there. Right. Right. Um, that's just my personal preference. You've got a lot out there. You've got some sports themed ones. Like it, it seems like you bring in other people's hobbies into this hobby, which is, I think is great because it gives a personal touch to it. Right. Because if someone's a big football guy, you've got the football one. If someone's a big into motorcycles, you've got the motorcycle one. So it, it, you can really customize it without customizing it. If you're into the, some of these different hobbies and of course, reach out to Robin. She'll be more than happy uh, to come up with a custom piece for you. But what was like, what take us through your, your design process when you're designing one of these, you said like some of these, you go through four or five revisions, but like when you have, cause I know you're getting ready to launch something new. Right. So we'll exactly. talk, so we'll talk about that. But when you're, when you're, when you're going through this creative process, like what does that look like for you? You know, it depends on if I'm launching a new line or if I'm launching it, for, you know, if I'm building it for you. So say, for instance, you DM me or call me and say, hey, Robin, I want to poker. And I'll say, great, you know, what color? Most men, you know, when I say, you know, poker, let me, let me guess what color you want. Black, right? <laughs> <laughs> so that doesn't take long to figure out. It's either black, 
black or maybe blue every once in a while I get a green but if I say black about 95 yeah how'd you know you know I don't know something about that you know just came to me that you might want do you have black yeah I do I do have black so I typically in every once in a while there's blue so usually black blue maybe a green every once in a while you get a purple so I know 95% or 90% of it's black so that to me is kind of where I start and then you know, I talk to the person to try to figure out or I comb their IG page, you know, so what what hobbies do you have? Because it's really like someone mentioned it to me, like the um, Pandora of, of cigar jewelry. And I was like, well, you know, I never really thought about that. But yeah. So I try to figure out what things they like, whether, you know, it's it's motorcycles, whether, you know, it's the name of their company. You know, what 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 are they what message are they trying to put out there? What vision are they trying to show? I had a guy that was he had his own truck. He's here in Atlanta and he, you know, just bought his own truck. So he wanted to show the name of the company and the fact that he had owned his own truck. I know a guy that was a plumber who wanted to show that he had his own business. So it's just a lot of different, you know, things and, and, and women as well who want to, you know, women who had, you know, breast cancer, who wanted to show the fact that she you know, had recovered from breast cancer, you know, women who love bling bling. I had someone who's in Florida, shout out to Kay, who wanted, I want a blinged out poker. I want this thing to have so much sparkle. You're blinded by the sight. And I'm like, okay, okay, no problem. So, you know, I think I really spend time trying to figure out, okay, what are they trying to do? What, what are the, where are they trying to go with this? And so that's kind of my first thing is to understand what do they want? What is the end product going to look at? And then I kind of work backwards to say, okay, if you want a blinged out poker, and, you know, women's favorite color, it just kind of the gambit, of course, mine's blue. You've got women here who are going to like pinks and purple. That's kind of the top of the line. They're going to like that. Um, you know, you've got some people like green, but most women like pink, purple. Everyone's pink and purple. Every once in a while, you get somebody that likes red. So I say, hey, you know, what's your favorite color? They say purple. I say, well, you know, do you like more, you know, more of a natural feel? Do you like more of a blinged out? So it's really kind of a process of elimination. Okay, I don't like anything blinged out. So I know automatically with my bead cabinets and I have hundreds and hundreds of beads, you don't need to look on the side because this person wants kind of a natural stone, you know, you know, so I'm trying to really figure out who they are and what they're doing. And so, you know, just by doing that, I narrow it down and then I start putting it together. I don't really... It's one of those things where, you know, it really comes from God. It really is not anything that I'm doing because I'm just not that smart. So I'm just like, okay, God, what are you, what are you thinking? You know, where is this going to go? Right. I don't know. Cause sometimes I'm like looking at my B board going, whoo, it's going to be a long night. Nothing's coming to me. <laughs> so, you know, I'm like, people are like, well, how long does it take? You know, sometimes I could do a poker in 15 minutes. And sometimes I wake up in the morning, I'm like, what were you thinking? No, you know, and there's like, well, I've never seen a bad design. It's because I don't put those on IG. I edit what you see. I keep the ugly ones at the house. I don't bring those out. Instagram <laughs> is not real life, folks. It is not real life. I, I, I create a story. Hello. So that's what I do is really try to figure out who they are. I have a conversation. You know, what are you trying to do? You know, I figure out what their budget is. And, you know, I tell them, you know, custom usually starts around $60 because a lot of times they're going to be adding stuff to the poker. It's not like you're going to want a typical poker that's out there. If you're changing a color from red to green, that's not custom to me. Right. If you, if any of my pokers are out there and you want to change the color, that's not, that's not custom to me. That's just, I have to assemble it anyway. If it's not already assembled, red, green, changing it, adding something minor, that's really not custom. When I say custom, it's your vision of a poker that if you looked at that poker, that would be, somebody would know that belonged to you. So that that's a different, you know, changing blue, green, all this. I mean, I've got beads. It's, that's not custom. So I do that. And then I just start playing and putting them together and seeing what goes through. Is it funky enough? Is it edgy enough? Does it really kind of, because to me, I don't like things that are symmetrical, meaning two beads here. I don't like it to all just make sense. 
I, I like it to not make sense if that if that makes sense. To it you. does. It does. You know, and then um, what I do is I give people two prototypes to look at. I videotape the prototypes because I want them to see the 360 look of it. And then they get the option of picking prototype one and prototype type two. Or if they hate it, they say, well, Robin, I don't like either one of them. And then I go back to the drawing board. So that's how I do it. Wow. That's quite the in-depth process. I, I, I mean, I guess it's just natural. I think to me, when you when somebody gives you an option, if they give you one option, you almost feel like you're, you know, like, how do I know this is a good idea? Yeah. If you get two, you kind of say, well, this one was better than that one. And that's why I've always done two. Now, I don't usually give more than two options. Now, I've done three in the past if I'm just not sure. You know, because some people, they're like, oh, just build me something. And I don't even know that person. I'm like... Wow. Um, okay. You know, so that's a little bit harder because I don't know anything about that person. So I'm just kind of throwing a dart against the wind. I don't know them. A lot of times I want to look on their IG page. I want to talk to them. And if I do customers, they say, oh, you do great work, Robin, just do anything. And I'm like, Ooh, wow. Um, you know, so that that's harder because I don't even have anything to draw on. I don't even know what you like. I don't, you know, you know, are you, you know, are you in the military or, you know, is there something that's special to you? Oh, it doesn't matter. Well, it'll matter when you see a prototype and it's not what you want. Exactly. <laughs> that's exactly. That's exactly what it'll matter. Yeah. So I don't know if that helps. Um, it does. Explain. It does. It does. Let me ask you this. So you have you have some of your uh, pokers and, and some of your other uh, things that you sell. You have those in c some cigar lounges? I do. Yeah. So I have them in Sugar Daddy's in Vegas. And then I have them three. Um, I have them at a Sear here in Atlanta, which is on Thornton Road. I have it at um, the Humidor, which is in Snellville on Center Centerville Road. And I'm working on um, a place, a couple places in Houston, and I've got it a couple places in Atlanta that I'm trying to lock down. So with COVID, it's making it a lot more challenging to lock stuff down. And so I have to be very strategic about going out and trying to generate that business. And then I have three cigar lounges. I have one in St. Pete, one in North Carolina called Ashes. And then I have another one um, that, that have my pokers and people that have sold my pokers um, in the past. And for whatever reason, you know, decided to, to move, to move off of that. So, yeah. How hard is it to, to get lounges behind the product and, and kind of let you in, so to speak, right? Is it, is it difficult? Do you find it difficult? first option is to really get cigar brands, you know, so they want cigar brands. So I think that's where their money is going to go to. Well, let me say it first, probably cigar and liquor. <laughs> so those are the two things that they're going to say. If I got cigar and liquor, the rest of an asterisk, they're probably not. So I think that it is, I would say it is probably more difficult than cigars, but I think they have to have the vision that people want in the cigar industry, people have toys, they have cutters, they have lighters, they have, you know, you know, travel humidors, they and they don't spend like two or $3 on these. I mean, I've no. seen, you know, lighters that are up to two or $300. You've seen cutters, $1,500. So we have our toys. And so knowing that, I think they're open to it. I would say that for me, you know, I have a certain um, cigar lounge that I want my pokers in. It's not for every cigar lounge, every person, every cigar owner is not the right fit. But it is it is a challenge because you're having to to tell somebody, hey, spend money on this. And so what I typically do is, you know, I bring them out prototypes and I go to the cigar lounges and I support them. And what I mean by support is I bring my other pokers and I'll sell them right out of my case and I still split the money with them because oh. I want to say to you, 
hey, I support what you're doing. I frequent your establishment. And I wanted to let you know that I'm going to do whatever it takes so your customers understand that Loose Smoke ATL cigar pokers are in here. So I'm, I'm, it's like, you know, service after the sale. I don't just leave them there. I put you on my Instagram. I talk about it on you know, the podcast. Whatever I can do to really support that business because I feel like if they're supporting me, I need to support them. Well, that's fantastic. That's awesome. That That's a great way uh, to build a brand, in my opinion. So kudos to you. I want to switch gears again. As a woman in the hobby, have you have you been seeing more women out there when you do? I know COVID and everything is making it hard to get out. Trust me. I know. It's so cold here, and all I want to do is go smoke somewhere warm. <laughs> Uh, right. But have have you have you noticed more women smokers in the past couple of years? You know, there are a lot of sisters of the leaf um that have really helped with that. And what I mean by that are influencers who have done things like her aficionado who's here in Atlanta, who's done she smokes too. You have, you know, uh, sisters of the smoke in LA. You have Bobby January in Miami. So there's a lot of sisters of the, the leaf and who influencers who have really, you know, showed become, I don't, I don't want to say role models, but people that say, hey, you know, this is what it looks like women when a woman smokes. We don't smoke like men, you know, we think we're a little bit sexier when we smoke. Ah, joke, joke. But um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, so I think it's 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 been a lot more women out there because I think the influencers have really showed images that it's okay to smoke. I think initially when women started smoking, they really kind of did it behind closed doors. It was like, oh my God, you smoke, you know, and, and it was more of a judgment. And now it's more of an acceptance. And so I, I really give kudos to the sisters of the leaf influencers that have, have done things to really make that permission space very um, open for people to smoke and to teach people how to smoke. And I think that's the challenge because everybody is not ready to smoke you know, a full body cigar, no. right? There's some people that are going to smoke a Tatiana and love it. And that's okay. You know what I'm saying? There's all different types, whether you do flavored, you do mild, medium, you know, and mine is like a medium, you know, medium bold right on that, on that cusp on that, you know, so I think, you know, embracing people's journey where they are, you know, whether you're at a, you know, a Tatiana or whether you're at a, you know, full body cigar that you look at it and it's just so dark and rich and you're just like, Ooh, I got to eat a steak before I smoke this baby. Cause it's going to be on. <laughs> so, you know, I think it's, it's one of those things where, you know, we are um, showing different images, you know, on my Instagram, as well as my other friends who are sisters of the lake, we show images where we're smoking. I'm an ambassador for Atlanta cigar week. And so, um, you know, um, her aficionados is the president over the ambassadors. And so, you know, we've just showed images of, of women smoking and not, you know, not knowing, you know, I think some people think when we're smoking, we may not know what we're smoking. Oh, no, we know. <laughs> we know and we're investing in premium cigars. And so I think it's changing. Um, but I think a lot of it is sometimes I think men are still asking us questions about, you know, what are we smoking and, you know, how long have you been smoking and stuff like that. And, and I think they're surprised when you say stuff like, you know, 10 years and 15 years and that you're a sister of the leaf and stuff like that. And so sometimes, you know, we've been smoking longer than they have. And so we always smile when we hear that. <laughs> well, you've been smoking longer than I have. That's for sure. Like I, yeah. Uh, I've only been um, at this for two and a half years now. So yeah, you told me. And some people, you know, are quick learners. So that's probably where you are. <laughs> Thank you, but probably not. Uh, we're all, we're, this is all a journey, right? Every, it's a journey for everybody. Yes. Everybody starts somewhere and they end somewhere and it's all about what's in between. So 
For me, right. it's all about the people that I meet along the journey, like yourself, what you have an interesting story that you're adding to the industry. You're not, you're not just smoking, but you're, you're giving back to the community. And I think that's fantastic. So when you, you, when you walk into a lounge as a woman, not as a, not as a businesswoman, but as a, as a sister of the leaf, are there lounges where, where you do feel uncomfortable because of maybe some of the patrons or the, the, just some of the questions because I've asked this of almost every woman that I've interviewed for the show and, and inevitably, unfortunately they've all said yes, that yeah, there are some lounges that I do feel uncomfortable going into. Have you had that experience? You know, because I sell pokers, I go to a lot of lounges. And so to me, um, Part of it is smoking and part of it is transactional. So I'm investigating the lounge to see if it's a good fit. So it's not that, you know, I'm looking at it from two different perspectives. So some women might be going in there because they just want to smoke. I'm going in there because I want to smoke and because I'm seeing if they're a potential customer. So if I feel uncomfortable, it might be uncomfortable because they're not a good fit. I'm like, oh man, I probably could have went somewhere else. Or, you know, the, the latter where, you know, maybe it's dimly lit and you can't barely see you know? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> in some cigar lounges. I'm like, whoa, I can't even find my lighter in here. So, you know, I think it's about having an environment where, you know, it's welcoming for all people. And I've, you know, I've been in some lounges where I'm just like, mm, probably not so much. So I don't know if it's so much that I'm a woman. It's just that some of them, how should I say, are probably not as attractive. You know, in Atlanta, we have over 130 places to smoke. Wow. So we have a lot of options. So, you know, I can pick and choose where I smoke. And so, you know, at this point, you know, I've been in Atlanta almost 10 years. I kind of know where there is to smoke. But, you know, when you go out of town, you don't know, you know, what you're going to find when you see whatever. So, you know, I don't know if it's so much women feel that way. I think people in general just have a certain, you know, there's just certain restaurants you like. You know, so you might like this particular restaurant and you might see sometimes you're 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 down for a hole in the wall. And sometimes, you know, you want that upscale, yep. you know, upscale experience, you know, yep. where, you know, you just want upscale. So, I mean, I like everything in between, you know, so I've been I mean, because I sell pokers, I'm going to a lot of cigar lounges and that's 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 a space I'm comfortable in. And a lot of times, you know, I chose to sell to men because men, you know, right now are outnumber the women as it relates to, you know, um, buying, buying cigars in, in the industry at the moment. Right. What do you look for when you go into a lounge, uh, uh, and you're looking at them as a potential, um, client, what do you look for in a lounge? Like you said that some lounges you go in, it's just awkward. Cause like, this isn't the right fit. What is the right fit for blue smoke ATL? Um, that you have a display case currently that you can put my pokers in. If you don't have a display case, um, and it's got to sit in the humidor with all the other cigars. I think it's going to be hard to see the pokers there. That's probably one thing that I look for. Is, is there some, is, are my pokers going to be showcased? If you're going to have to dig through a whole bunch of different cigar brands to find it and it's in the back corner and you're telling me this is where the pokers are going to be, I probably not because my goal is to generate revenue. And if I find that my pokers are not going to be sold because they're in the back corner or they're not being highlighted, that's probably not a good fit. Right. Um, you know, do people use pokers in that cigar lounge? Do I see anybody using a poker? Um, you know, 
I typically like to go to upscale cigar lounges for my poker because my pokers average about, and not that, you know, just people can't go to different cigar lounges, but they average about $45, $50 per, um, per poker, depending on what kind you have. And I do have, you know, some affordable ones that I'm um, called the affordable wine that are around $30, but typically you're going to spend, you know, about $50, including shipping to get it. So I kind of look at, you know, what are people spending money on? Are they spending money? Because, you know, you, by the time you get your drink, by the time you get something to eat, by the time you, you know, buy your cigars, okay, now you tack it on another $50. So I'm, I'm trying to look at the disposable income to make sure that people are going to want it or, or, you know, in a position to do that, whether it's in an upscale lounge or in, in, in or in a, d- a different lounge, just not upscale, but people just, just have the money and they're wanting to spend it. So I'm looking at that and I'm looking at the fact that they have other accessories. Do they have cutters, lighters? Have they bought anything outside of cigars, um, you know, and liquor? Because if they haven't, typically, then I'm not going to be a good fit because I don't know that I'm the first accessory you think about. I mean, typically, you know, stuff like lighters and cutters probably, I hate to say this, probably come in front of that. And if you haven't made an investment in in looking at any of those types of accessories or t-shirts or anything like that, then it's probably not going to be something you're probably going to be looking at. I I don't. I don't, maybe, maybe the lighter and the cutter, but the t-shirt is like way down the list. No, but I'm saying something, you have to have something besides just the cigars and, you know, your, um, liquor, some item. I just need to see something Something. lighter cutter t-shirt, something that says, okay, we see value in having something else besides this. So when I do, and then, you know, it's about the person who owns or manages that place. Are they going to be pushing the pokers? Do they understand it? You know, do they like the product? Are they going to be, because I'm not going to be there 24 hours a day. Are you going to be pushing it? Are you going to be easily accessible for me to call and check and say, Hey, listen, do you need some more pokers? You know, I'm coming out that way. Atlanta is so spread out. So, you know, driving an hour, out there. If I just want to go out there, that's fine. But, you know, bringing, are you going to be out there, you know, having a line of communication to say, hey, listen, do you need some more pokers? What's going on? There's a request coming in. So I think it's 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 those different factors that I'm looking for to say, is this a partnership? Like if you're doing an event, I don't mind doing custom pokers for you because you're doing an event about specific things, you know, coming out there to support you. If you're doing something that can bring additional pokers, you can buy them for me on the spot. I don't have a problem with that. So I'm looking for someone who's going to to work well with me versus, you know, I feel like I'm bothering them every time I call. That's probably not a good fit for me. No, prob- probably not a good fit for, for most people, I would imagine. <laughs> right, right, right. I want to talk. And people like to have fun. I like to have fun. I mean, I want, you know, when I come in the door, I'm like, hey, you know, <laughs> just want to have a good time and not like, you know, Debbie Downer. Like, <laughs> I want to see that when I come in the door. Like, woo. Uh, you know, those so. are the worst lounges to go into when you walk in yeah. and someone's just like, Welcome to the lounge. I know. <laughs> like, oh, right, exactly. Oh. Versus, hey, you know, and, and, and it, it doesn't, I love, you know, outdoors. So that would be great to have an outdoor patio. And it'd be nice if, you know, you had someone who had like a little jazz band. I love live music. So that always, you know, helps too. Um, for me, you know, during COVID, it makes it challenging because, you know, you don't want to be out there too much. But then you do have to show some love and say, you know, I want to support you. You know, I can't really hang out all the time, but you do stuff like supporting them through Instagram, Facebook, and then just, you know, telling people about it. So it's it's a little bit different. You know, prior to COVID, I did more things than I'm doing now versus, you know, what I'm doing now. So right. um, I think that's the, what's ideal for me is, is to have somebody who, who says, and, you know, when they say, oh, my God, I love what you do, that gets me hyped. I'm just like, oh, right, yeah. And even if you don't buy it, 
just appreciate the art. I mean, I'm, you're not saying every, it's a good fit for every single person. You may not be a good fit today. It may be a good fit three months from now or six months from now, but just saying, hey, I appreciate what you do. That, that means a lot to me. I, I have to say that I love the way that this came. Uh, it comes in a jewelry case. Uh, like, whoa, 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 ATL, blue smoke in the building. Yes. Like it, it, it's very classy. It's very elegant. Uh, you Thank open you. you open it up and it's got your card inside of it and it's got the poker there and the poker secured very nicely. And then Thank uh, you. depending on which poker you get, it can also come with a, a velvet case. Mine came with the case. Uh, and, and so that's where I can store it and I know I won't lose it because I know I'm looking for that right. case and not, oh, I put it in my pocket and then I didn't. So it's, it's, it's brilliant. It's perfect. It is absolutely gorgeous. What, what do you got coming up? You got a new line coming out. What's this new yes. line, Robin? Yes. Yes. So, you know, I decided to launch a new line. A lot of times what I do is I just do how I feel, you know, like sometimes I just make a poker because I just feel like making one, you know, I may not go through any rhyme or reason. So, you know, it's more intentional. So this particular line is called Majestic and it is going to be on the Etsy store, which is very much a departure from where I normally put everything. I normally put it on my website or I showcase it on Instagram slash Facebook. And so I came up with probably 40 slash 40 and growing um, different pokers that I've never done. I think I, the one that you got, I did again, just because men love that poker. And I was like, okay, I'm gonna do that one again. Guys are easy. Um, Guys are so yeah. easy. Yeah, I did that one in red and black just because I did it for Valentine's. I think I showed it on my Instagram the other day. But um, And so I'm doing it on Etsy. My store will launch, fingers crossed, on Saturday. I did a photo shoot of 250-some photos. Yeah, so it was it was really interesting. And so that's a little bit different than what I normally do. So I did a photo shoot. I'm going to actually haven't, I think I announced it on another show, but I haven't announced it on Instagram yet. So I will announce it when I know for sure that it's a done deal. But I wanted to really do something where I spent the time and energy to think through the collection. I did a photo shoot to, you know, give people some awesome photos of it. Because, you know, people always say to me, well, they, it looks so much better in person. And I'm just like, the iPhone 8 is killing me. iPhone <laughs> <laughs> 8, no. So I got the iPhone 12. So hopefully that'll help with my pictures. But I did hire a photographer to do the photo shoot. And I wanted to just really do something completely out of the box. It's called Majestic. It kind of reminds me of a trip through Europe, which is where I lived in the Middle East. And so I really, I really like it a lot. I mean, I'm biased, of course, but I think it's one of those things where um, I just wanted the collection to be cohesive instead of just like, here's one piece and here's something else. And this sure. doesn't really go with this. And so it was just my way of just saying, I'm going to focus all my energy on this and see what happens. So are you still going to, you're going to keep the website though, right? Even though you're going to launch the, yeah. the Etsy. So you're going to have two different facings. I'm going to have two different platforms, Etsy, wow. which that stuff will not be on the website. And then I'll have the website. And then what I'll do is I'll go to the website and see what's not selling. And I'll do a refresh on the website later on this year and probably do a photo shoot or a video um, for the website to do even, even bigger launch for the website. Cause that's really I mean, IG and, and Facebook are really kind of like, you know, my family. They're the people I ask questions to. IG, what do you think? If I get two likes, probably not one I want to put out there. <laughs> if I get 100, I'm like, whoa, you done hit it, Robin. So, um, you know, I wanted to give them two different um, 
platforms to be able to buy my products. So Etsy is going to have something completely, you will not see that on the website. And I only showed like a couple of pictures on Instagram. So they don't even know what it looks like. And then my website, I'll do a completely separate collection. And it's just God, because to be able to crank out these different designs and just continually create out 40 different designs that people have never seen before. Sometimes I'm like, (laughs) I don't know where the stuff's coming from, but I just wanted to do something really unique and different. And so majestic is it. Well, I'm looking forward uh, to seeing that. I'm sure everybody else is as well. So we'll keep our eyes glued. Uh, the website is bluesmokeatl.com. Yeah, on my social media is bluesmokeatl. So whether you go to Twitter, whether you go to Facebook, whether you go to the Etsy store, whether you go to Instagram, everything is bluesmokeatl. And my website is bluesmokeatl.com. I'd love you guys to follow me on any one of the social media platforms or all of them. That would be phenomenal. Absolutely. Go give her a follow. I'll put all of that in the show notes. So you'll be, so you'll be able to easily find uh, her website, all of her social media. Uh, go give her a like, give her a follow. Uh, and, and if you haven't bought a poker from her, I'm telling you right now, buy a poker from her, whether it's one that's already on the website, whether you want to wait and see what the majestic looks like on Etsy, or if there's something custom you have in mind, reach out to Robin blue and she will make you a poker that I promise you will enjoy. It is fantastic. It is a great, it's, it's, it's well-made. It is elegant. It is very classy. You will not be disappointed with anything she puts out. Thank you so much. I appreciate your kind words. I do guarantee my work. If anything happens to the poker, I will fix it or replace it. And I'm also giving alcohol swabs for all the pokers so you can wipe all your equipment off. Um, I think I sent you some of those as well, just yes. because I don't know that we wipe off our equipment as much as we could. So I put those in the packaging as well. And I would love for you guys to, to contact me and, and, you know, you know, on this call, I could give you a free consultation and just, you know, show you what some options would be to be able to have a poker if you're not really sure. You know, some people don't know. They're like, I don't know what I want. OK, well, I can help you through that process of figuring out, narrowing it down because I've made a lot of pokers. So I kind of have a feel for what, you know, once I talk to you, what you'd be interested in. Hopefully, you know, with the fingers crossed, I can do it. Right. Can do it. Yes, yes. <laughs> just make sure that you're giving her the information and don't just say, right, oh, just whatever right. you want, whatever you want. It's fine. Right. I have had that. And, you know, I mean, sometimes, you know, people just don't know. They know what they like when they see it. Right. Like, I don't know, but I know. And sometimes you just have to take a gamble and, you know, you just do two completely different things to see if you can get closer to what they did. And, you know, it's, it's just one of those things, you know, sometimes you just don't know. It's like, you know, you know what you don't like, but sometimes what you like is harder to, to identify. And I'm, I'm open. I can't imagine doing that. I, I, I'm i a creator in a very different type of venue where I create what, what I do, what I know. And I don't usually deviate from that a whole lot. And I ask for feedback. And if I get feedback, great. I can incorporate that. But you are asking like, hey, what do you like? What do you not like? What are you looking for? What are you not looking for? Is it, I, I can't imagine trying to put together an order like that. That's just not me. It is pretty. It's pretty crazy because I've gotten some really crazy requests. When I say out there, I mean, I was kind of like, I put the phone on mute and go, did, did they just did they just say that? I'm like, Wow. So I've gotten, I've got some stuff out there, you know, and I keep asking what they want, but they've, they've challenged me. I've, I mean, wow, people have got some interesting lives and, and some of the pokers are personal statements. You know, the woman who had breast cancer or somebody who was, um, they had a home for, you know, um, you know, I think it was like a, you know, a young men's home that they're wanting to promote 
or, you know, whatever their journey is. So, you know, these pokers started off with, oh, I'm just going to make some pokers. And then they started to be personal statements and journeys on where people are going in their life. You know, like my poker, I have the reason I started to make my own pokers is because every time I would go out, people go, can I buy that poker? You mean the one I'm using right in, in the cigar? You want this one? I mean, you don't want me to make you enough. You want this one. And I was just like, well, okay, I'll, I'll wipe it off and give it to you. You know, I'll sell it to you. So it was, it was just odd for me. And so I said, I'll just make my own pokers. And then I won't have that issue, you know, because they'll be mine and I won't sell them. And my brother's like, why are you going to make something you don't sell? Because I really, I mean, I'm going to give you 300, 400 pokers to pick from. These, these three are mine. I mean, is that hard to do? So, um, yeah, so that's that's the situation. Wow. Wow. It's fun. I'm, I'm a creative person. And so, you know, I mean, you ain't got nothing to lose. And, you know, my thing is, if it doesn't work, it just doesn't work. Uh, I can promise you it's working. They're fantastic. They're great. You do such a great thank job. Uh, thank you so much for spending some time with us. Go visit our website, uh, bluesmokeatl.com, bluesmokeatl on Twitter, bluesmokeatl, Facebook, bluesmokeatl on Instagram. And Etsy. Yep. There you go. Robin, thank you. Uh, everyone. Uh, join me next time when I'm not quite sure what I'll be talking about. I can promise. <laughs> what you're going to be talking, right? That's right. I'm always talking. And we'll be talking Simply Stogies. Stay smoky, friends. Thanks, James. Thank you for listening to Simply Stogies. Please rate and review Simply Stogies on iTunes. You can follow James on his cigar journey on Instagram at Simply Stogies Podcast, all one word, and on Twitter at the Twitter handle at Simply Stogies.